That's right. Hannah, listen, I want to, I want to, all of you to show up next Friday night, okay? And bring one friend. Because we're going to feed them. So we hope to get a thousand people. That's what, well, we got a thousand brats. And you only get one your first time through. So if all of you here bring one person, and we're going to tell the whole neighborhood about it, and uh, we should maybe get between, well, let's hope between 600 and 1,000 people. But I'd really like to encourage, this is a big outreach event for us. Ain't going to be no preaching there or anything like that. We've got a couple live bands that are going to be playing, lots of free food, and we just want you here to meet people. Bring your friend, introduce them to The Rock, and then we'll invite them the next week and Next Saturday night, hopefully we'll have that awesome and incredible brand new rock television. If anybody sees our VCR or projector walking around here, any we wouldn't mind knowing where it's at. Evidently got stolen or something like that. But that happens, you know, all those kind of things happen. That's why we have a $10 million life insurance policy on me. And uh, I'm serious, we really do. You know, I want my family to be taken care of if anything happens to me. Like I'm stoned or something or crucified or and we got about a five thousand dollar policy on the equipment. So should cover everything. So how you guys doing tonight? Everybody okay? All right, okay. JT's back from a little uh, mountain man experience. JD, right? He's got it yeah, I know. He's got he's got his cane out there that he carved. We're gonna show you afterwards. He's an artiste, aren't you? You are, that's right. All right, well, hey, tonight I'm going to give you Little Secrets to a Lot More Joy. That's the title of my message tonight. Little Secrets to a Lot More Joy. Secret number one, just be a lot richer. If you were richer, you'd have a lot more joy in your life. Play the lottery because your chances are so good. And if that don't work, go up to Grand Casino Malax, Malaki up there, and maybe you'll get lucky. That isn't true. But if, you can, if, you, if somebody could tell you how to have more joy, would you want to know? I think you would. I know I would. Take, for example, the person who told me that maybe I ought to marinate my chicken. I like to barbecue. You like to barbecue? I like to barbecue. The other day I had an experience that I wish none of you ever have. You know I'm kind of a nutcase for preparation. So about two and a half years ago, somebody gave me my first propane tank charcoal burner thing. Charbroil deal. Okay? means you don't use briquettes and a match and lighter fluid anymore. I'm in the new century now, so I figured I should try propane. So, using the middle of the summer, I always take the tank and I get it refilled. It's usually only half gone. So this summer I've been doing a lot more grilling and barbecuing. Gretchen's been over a lot more, that's part of the reason. And she likes to eat. And so there's always, she's got to have salmon. And oh, I'm teasing, I'm teasing. It's mostly John. I got these new, new mouths to feed all of a sudden. And so, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get kicked later for that one. So anyway, that last, last night, I had this chicken all marinated, like seven pounds of chicken. And you know what happened to me? In the middle of the chicken being done with guests coming over? The propane tank ran out of gas! And all the chickens just sitting there, half done. Well, anyway, I want to tell you the rest of the story. But my point is, for those of you that just grill out chicken, this little secret's going to change your life. Go to Byerly's. You can only get it at Byerly's. That's where I do all my shopping. Actually, I don't. 
But I get one thing there. It's called Drew's Rosemary Balsamic Vinaigrette 10-Minute Marinade. And it will put a lot of joy in your mouth and in your tummy. And you won't ever want to eat any other kind of chicken. Okay? So you got to get boneless breast of chicken. Okay? Cut it in small pieces, about, about as big as the palm of my hand, and marinate it and grill it. And you're going to think you died and went to heaven. See? Little secret. I'm glad somebody told me that little secret. Or another little secret. How many of you spend money on a regular basis? Yeah, I knew that. So wouldn't you like to get rewarded for all that money that you spend? With the U.S. Bank Checkster card, every dollar you spend gets you free miles. Ah, I just got me two free tickets after all the spending I've been doing. And I used to spend money and get nothing for it. You know what I'm saying? So another little secret of life. So I have some of those kind of secrets tonight to share with you that are going to give you lots more joy in your life. I want you to imagine <clears throat> that you go to school, your kindergartner. I know some of you, it's hard to remember back that far, but try. You go to school, or this will work for your freshman year of college, all right? You sit down in a class. Well, it doesn't really work in college because you have to go to so many classes. So you have to go to kindergarten example. And the teacher brings in a pickup, dumps the pickup in front of you, just the pickup load for you, and it's all your books for K through 12. And says, there you go, study hard, good luck. We'll be testing you in two years. That would be ludicrous, would it not? Fortunately, somebody took the time to organize our learning. Imagine if somebody in the third grade hands you calculus books and says, son, you will be tested on this in two weeks. Learn it. Fortunately, there's a steady progression, a little bit like following the yellow brick road, K through 12. And by the time you get into your later years and you have a liking for those kinds of subjects, then hopefully... The building blocks have been built and you know how to add and subtract and divide and multiply and all the other kind of things that you need for calculus or those other things that I never took. So my first secret to a lot more joy in your life is get organized. Get your life organized. You know, for some reason, we tend to think chaos is encouraging. It is not. Have you ever been, I'll tell you one store I go into once in a while, it's that Abercrombie and Ditch store or Fitch store, whatever it's called. I have another name for it, but I won't go into that. And you go to the you go to the one where they sell all the, you know, the leftover stuff. And do you ever notice that it's fairly chaotic in there? One of the biggest reasons, because all the girls, they try on all the guys' stuff, then they just pile it. You know, it's just piled everywhere. Girls are like that. Have you noticed that at Abercrombie and Fitch? No. Lizzie's noticed that. I'm joking. Actually, it's probably all the guys that do that. But every time I go in there, there's just big mounds of, well, some khakis here and shirts there. And you're kind of digging through all of it. Now, imagine if every store you went into was like that. Man, imagine if you went to a grocery store. You're doing your weekly groceries, right? And just in the middle, there's just a big dump truck, and they just dumped all the pops in there. SpaghettiOs are way in there somewhere. The tuna's in there. Just everything, just piled. You kind of pick what you want. You may laugh, but that's pretty close to how some of your lives look. <laughs> it doesn't look like a pile of stuff in the middle of your room. I used to live with this guy. It was a long time ago because I've been married for quite a while. And he was a star runner. For Iowa State. He ran all over the country, had 
records, world records, etc. One time he's running with track practice, and this guy in a Volkswagen runs him down, li- literally. The track team, my friend, his name was Boke. Got to be a runner with a name like Boke. And he's running, and he's, he's running with a bunch of the young college guys. He's a little older, a little older than I am. But at the time, I think he was like 27. And somebody hit this guy's Volkswagen with their hand. They just slapped it. So the guy, this college student, gets really ticked off. He thought it was Boke. He drives it up on the sidewalk and runs him down and runs over him. Breaks his leg in three places. Boom, boom, boom. Has to get pins in him. Now, my, my roommate, Boke, he's getting up on crutches at four in the morning in the snow, running with one leg. I kid you not, five miles. Five miles, okay? Now, Boke, he was very disciplined, except for the way he lived. You open the door to his room, and there was a mattress on the floor. And on top of the mattress was a blanket you could not see. And on top of the, ma- the blanket that you could not see was a month's worth of clothes, cookie crumbs, other kinds of food. And at night, Boke would just crawl under the clothes, under the blanket, and go to sleep. Now, my room wasn't a whole lot better. I had a 10-cent Salvation Army cot that I bought. And a sleeping bag. The beauty of sleeping bags is you don't have to wash your bedding very often. And a pillow. And in the corner was a Charmin box. And I just threw my clothes in there. But at least I was organized. And I knew where my clothes were going. Folk, he could never find his athletic stuff. He's always looking around. Chaos is not encouraging. It is no fun to be disorganized. It really is that life does not feel good when you're not on top of your life. But when your life is on top of you, you get squashed and it doesn't feel very good. So I want to encourage you to take some time to get organized. You don't have to be a rocket scientist. You don't have to be angel retentive, as some people like to say. You don't have to be that. You don't have to write numbers on all your socks and have all your shoes in a row and, you know, everything like that but at least you ought to have a place that all your shoes go. Or take your keys, for example. How many of you have ever looked around for hours for your car keys? Yeah, you're looking, you're looking. It could be other things. I could go on with other things, but I won't. My wife, she's always misplacing her car keys. It's back at her other house. So one day it dawned on me, when you walk into the front door, there's a closet. Like the first thing you see is a closet. And I thought, you know, Kathy, what I need to do is show you how to put something in the same place every time. So when you walk in the door, you just hang up the key. So I went and bought these little 25-cent hooks from the hardware store, and I screwed them into the wall. And I said, see, sweetheart, just walk and you open the door and put it on the hook. So you just open the door, the door opens, just put it on the hook. I'm telling you, save so much stress, because then she'd use my keys, and they'd get lost, and then there is stress in the family. You lose dad's keys, there is stress in the family. So you want more joy? Don't mess with dad's stuff. It's the simplest, simplest rule for joy. <laughs> Organize your living space. I don't know what your living space is. Maybe it's a whole house. Maybe it's just a room. Maybe it's a little part of a house. But just organize it. It doesn't even have to be neat. It's just a Charmin box in the corner where you know my dirty clothes are in the Charmin box. Just, just there. Pick a day to go do your laundry. In other words, randomness is not fun. 
See, I call these joy suckers. Things I'm going to share with you tonight. They're secrets to a lot more joy. They're also joy suckers. They're things that just drain the joy out of life for you. Because you always know, oh, what did I forget? What, what do I got? Oh, gee, oh, I got, oh, crap, I forgot. Oh, I forgot that. And you're going from one thing to the next to the next. You didn't think the Bible talked about this stuff, did you? But actually, everything I'm talking about is in the Bible. Plans of the diligent lead to advantage. You know what? The Bible gives this little example. I passed by the field of a sluggard, and I paused, and I pondered, and I learned. A little sleep, a little slumber, and your one comes in like a vagabond. That means a robber. For I looked at the field of a sluggard, and his, the weeds were grown, and the wall was knocked down, and nothing was ever taken care of. Now, we need time to relax, but it's not relaxing to know when you're relaxing that there's 50 things that need done that you haven't gotten done, and you don't really get to them because there's, well, there's 50 things, see? But if you start knocking some of them off, there's not so many things. Organize your money. Nothing's more frustrating than disorganized money. Maybe some of you here never even balanced your checkbook. You know, you just, I have a friend, he always kept a thousand extra dollars in his checkbook, just hoping that it would balance. It's no fun when checks start bouncing and you're paying 50 bucks a pop, 50, then another 50 for a $20 check, you know, or whatever else that you had to do. Take some time to figure out what you're doing with your money. It's not that hard. Really, it's not that difficult, and you will experience a lot more joy. Take your car, for example. <clears throat> Organize your car. I have a friend, dear friend, and I told him, he bought this used car. I said, now listen, one of the first things you want to do with a used car is you don't know a whole lot about it. If it's got 60 to 80,000 miles on it, it's one of those little four-cylinder cars. Don't ask any questions. Drive it to a mechanic and get the timing belt changed. It's about 250 bucks. Do it. Get it done. Don't mess around with it. There's no warning sign. There's no way to examine it externally unless you pay somebody 50 bucks to examine it. Just do it. They didn't listen. A couple weeks later after they bought it, the timing belt broke. And $1,000 later, after they had replaced the rods and the bearings, because when your timing belt breaks and you're going down the highway, the engine can keep going and it throws the pistons and the pistons start going at the wrong time and they hit the rods and the rods bend and now you've got a real big expense on your hands. Really, it's really because of a simple little thing. Well, maybe you didn't have the money. That's understandable. But sometimes it's just because we're not organized. We just haven't got our life organized. You don't have to be, like I said, you don't have to become this incredible genius just some simple little things like put your keys in the same place every time you come home put your billfold the same place every time you come home find little things that you can do I got a little file for my taxes just one and all the things that are tax deductible all the receipts every time my wife goes to get a prescription she just gives me the receipt I just walk into the office right then the minute she gives it to me I don't delay it takes me five seconds and I walk out and I put it in there with all the other prescriptions then when tax time comes I hand the whole folder to Mr. Taxman and I pay him a hundred dollars to sort through all the little bills that I saved but some folks you know it's just well I think you're getting my point I think you get to start with one thing at a time. Don't look at your life and go, my whole life is so disorganized. It might be. But tackle one 
and then go after the next, and then go after the next, go after the next. And trust me, I know some of you this is going to be hard. You will enjoy your life a whole lot more if you get organized. Let me tell you one other thing. It's up to you if you do this. Some of you may think it's not worth the time. Every Sunday night or Saturday night after the rock, whatever's good time for you, take out a piece of paper and decide the following with what you want to eat. And then go buy it according to what you want to eat. You'll save money. You'll save time. I'm in and out of three grocery stores a week. Lickety split. I'm not messing around, wasting my time, because basically we eat the same thing every week. Just week after week, get the deli turkey, get the deli ham, get the grapes, get the watermelon, get the chicken, I'll get that at Sam's Club, go to Walmart, get the same basic cereal, get that. And I just bring it home. But my wife, she hands me a menu, see? She, she, not the menu, she makes the menus. Then she hands me a list and says, this is what we're going to be eating this week. Mark, go get it. Yes, ma'am, I'm gone, I'll do it. It'll save you so much money. And it'll save you so much time. Create a plan to get the things done you really want to, then follow your plan. What do you want to get done with your life? That's a much broader thing, and I'm not going to get into that tonight, but, but try to create some routines in your life. Simple routines. Like when to do your groceries, when to pay your bills. Everything I do, almost everything I do, is a, you may consider it a boring routine, but let me tell you, I have so much time. I have time is your most valuable commodity. I have so much time to do the things that I want to do. If I want to practice my guitar an hour a day and work on my music, I can sit down and practice my guitar an hour a day because I have the time. When I finally bought a home, I bought a twin home with a little dinky yard that takes 20 minutes to mow. I did it deliberately. Everything was done on it. It needs nothing. I can keep up on it. I change the little air conditioning filter every month. I just buy a box of them for five bucks, keep them in the garage, and I change the filter. It's, it's a breeze. I don't get wrapped up in anything I don't want to get wrapped up in. That is an awesome way to live. Then I don't have all these things sucking my time. I have time for my relationships. I have time for my spirituality. I have time to think. I have time to enjoy life. Instead of trying to, you know, people cram in as much as you can. I'll tell you a little secret about life. The more you cram in, the less you enjoy it. And we'll get to that in a moment. You'll enjoy life a whole lot more when you get organized. Number two, this was a big one. This is a big one for so many people. I find particularly single men and women. Do not worry about the opinions of others. Now, when I say that, I do not mean we don't try to get advice or we never listen to a suggestion. But I'm saying, do not allow your world to be wrapped up and rise and fall on the opinions of what others may or may not think of you. Be it the girl you just broke up with or the guy you're going out with or the person you're going to marry or the person you marry too or your best friends or your parents. Do not worry about their opinions. Worrying about others, about what others think will sap the joy right out of your life. It really will. It just sucks you dry. 
I knew an individual about eight years ago. He was coming to one of the churches that I was pastoring in. This, this individual, just every person he'd pass in the hall, okay, he'd be walking down the hall, and there'd be a couple people standing, talking, laughing. He was absolutely convinced they were laughing at him. Every time. This person was so obsessed with what he thought others thought or were saying about him. Let me tell you, if I sat around worrying about what others do say about me, what I've heard they say about me, or what I think they might be thinking about me, you go loony bins. You really will. You really will. Most important opinion in the world is the opinion of God's. The opinion of God's. And we'll get to that next week. But don't let yourself get wrapped up. And second, this kind of goes along with this. Do not put your hope in people to make you happy or fulfilled. It will leave you disappointed and rob you of your joy. I guess another way to put that for many of you would be to not put your hope in the opposite sex. Because they will fail you miserably. People are a little bit like water. Try to follow this analogy, okay? Water is refreshing. And you can use it to drink or to bathe in. But if you try to substitute water for gasoline, your car is going to go nowhere. And the same is true with people. If you try to use people as the foundation, if you try to use your relationships as the foundation, the driving force for joy and happiness and satisfaction in your life, they will suck you dry and you'll be left tremendously disillusioned and disappointed. Why? Because people were not designed to make you happy. Water was not designed to power your car. Water is still wonderful. Still wouldn't want to live without it. And of course we were made for relationships. But we were not made for our world to be built on relationships. And I've watched many people's lives through the years. Absolutely broken. Because this person, and often it's the opposite sex, said something that devastated them or did something or betrayed them or let them down or whatever. Don't build your life around people. Don't do it. Because it will sap you of your joy. Third, simple principle, but very profound, is create some space in your life. You need downtime to rejuvenate. Slow down the pace of your life. Life is a marathon and it's not a sprint. Life's a marathon. Create some downtime. I was encouraged here. JT was out on a personal retreat. Take one. Have you ever been camping alone all by yourself? Have you ever just hopped in your car, take a day off from work, and driven all the way up to Duluth, past Duluth to Gooseberry Falls, get out of your car, have some food, and just go for a hike and sit on a rock next to Lake Superior? One of the most rejuvenating things you can do. Man, living in the city can make you buggy here. There's just stuff going on all the time, all the time. And I deal with people all the time who are so out of balance in their life. They have so crammed so many things 
into their weekly experience that they have no joy, they have no energy. They have no energy whatsoever <clears throat> because they're trying to do this and they're trying to do that and they're trying to get with this person, be with that person and hang out with these people, be with there and they're just going loony. Create some space in your life, some downtime. As I said earlier, you will not enjoy your life by cramming as much stuff as you can into it. Make time for the most important things and forget the rest. You only get one shot at life. So make time for the things in your life that are the most important and forget the peripheral things. They're not going to enhance your life that much. You'll find your life so much more enjoyable by having downtime. Time to think. Time to reflect. Time to just sit and stare at the ceiling. I talked to a couple individuals from The Rock the last couple weeks that, lo and behold, all on their own, just went on a private camping trip all by themselves. Or for some of you who don't like camping, just go somewhere to a motel room. If you can stay away from the TV, not that necessarily watching some TV can't be relaxing. Sometimes it can. The last thing I want to share with you tonight, I find this to be such a profound secret to more joy, is practicing generosity. The Bible tells us those who refresh others will be refreshed. The Bible tells us the generous person will prosper. Jesus said, you are more blessed when you give than when you receive. Giving of spirit. Do you have a generous spirit? Develop a generous spirit. Develop a generous spirit of encouragement to other people. Are you the kind of person that has a smile to give often? Are you the kind of person that has encouraging things and affirming things to say to others? Or are you the kind of person that kind of people see you coming and it's like you don't know this, but they're like, oh, God. Because you're always raining on everybody's parade. You know, I mean, you never have an encouraging word to say. <clears throat> you never have a supportive thing to say. I know for me that's something I have to fight. I have to fight because I know that the tongue can be so encouraging, can also be so discouraging. Are you generous with your possessions? Are you generous in sharing them with others? Generosity will bring so much joy into your life. And you will watch it as it brings joy into other people's lives. As simple as these little backpacks. It doesn't have to be an expensive backpack. You might go out and spend 20 bucks on the backpack and the supplies, or 30 on the backpack and supplies, depending on where you purchase them. But you are going to make the life of a young person who's never had a new backpack. Some of you know Christmas time. We do Operation Christmas Child. I was in Honduras with Franklin Graham and Samaritan's Purse when they brought 8,000 little children without their parents, into the soccer stadium. And they sit those little kids, and some of them have only diapers on. Many of them, their clothes are ripped. They have no shoes. And they put on a little program for the children, and each child gets a little, little booklet. And then every one of them gets in a line. They take a section at a time. And I sat there as eight thousand children walk and got the Christmas boxes, the little shoe box that many of you contributed. 
that was sent down to Honduras. And you should see their little faces when they open up and get a Christmas present for the very first time. And inside there might be a little toy or a little doll or some soap or a toothbrush or other items that they put together on a little list for you. It's unbelievable. Some of these little children start crying because they're so overjoyed. I've never seen anything like it. There may be someone in your neighborhood that you could touch. Someone at your job that you could touch. Someone here. But the generous person will experience an invigorated life and an enriched life. Next week we're going to end this series. Let me remind you, please come next Friday night here 6 to 10. Bring a friend. We'll have a really good time. Of course, the more people that come, the better time we'll have. Afterwards, we got free refreshments for you downstairs. I'd love to meet you. Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you tonight. You were the epitome of generosity. All of us here this evening, Lord, we are experiencing your generosity. The world in which we live, the bodies that we have, the food that we eat, the air that we breathe, the blood in our veins, and your only Son. The life that we look forward to in heaven is all a gift from you. It gives you so much joy to give. One of life's great secrets, Lord, is the more we're like you, the more we experience incredible joy. I just ask you, Lord, to touch each life here this evening. Bless their week in Jesus' name. Amen.